Hey and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright everyone, today I'm here to talk about a movie that might just be one of the most confusing things I've ever seen in my life. That's right, Tenet. So, it is 10-11 now on uh, August 31st. I just went to the 6 o'clock showing. I don't even know. I honestly don't even know. Like, uh, still kind of making up my mind. Um, David Fincher has a, a, I guess a theory. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but he has a, like a quote. He's been quoted as saying that you should review a movie 30 years after it's been released, which is kind of problematic for someone like me who would like to possibly you know, pursue becoming a critic as sort of a side hustle or a job of some sort and um, would need to therefore stay on top of stuff because, I guess, his point of view being that y- you're, um, you need time to process it, obviously, and see how it evolves as you see it more and more times. And it takes a while for something to settle into, like, the cultural consciousness before you can sort of see how it fits in with other movies and, like, the the influence that it can have and stuff before you can truly formulate a real review of it. Something like Empire Strikes Back might have been hated at its time, or Psycho might have been hated at its time, but now they're heralded as some of the greatest movies ever made. And, uh, and that just comes with changing times and watching them more and more and seeing them in context. And so, you know... It's it's an interesting thought. I don't know if 30 is quite as long as I'd like to wait, but uh, but I will say that I agree with him that it routine, or not routine, but repeat viewings would definitely be helpful for certain movies, and uh, seeing them in a, like a broader c- cultural context would also be pretty helpful. I will say that's 100% the case with this movie. I, I got I got nothing. I was so hopelessly confused by the end of it. Like, at a certain point, it was like, I kind of checked out in a way, because I was like, I just don't understand what's happening, and I'm, like, just so lost that I'm gonna, kind of not engaged. I don't know. It, It was, like, never really boring, and I never felt like it dragged, but it was just, at a certain point, there are so many different moving pieces, and the timeline is so weird and fractured, and... The visuals are so strange, and it just, like, it's so overwhelming, like, on a first viewing that I didn't really know what to make of it. I I did like it. I will say that I definitely did like it. There were a few things that I can point to right off the bat that I thought were well done, and a few things that I thought were pretty uh, lackluster. I will say we'll, we'll go with the positives first. I think the visual effects are very, very impressive. While it doesn't always make sense to me, I think that the idea, even just from a purely idea standpoint, of the like the reversal of time and seeing a bullet be caught by a gun instead of shot by one, like that's an interesting idea. Uh, purely conceptually, that is just so unique and so imaginative, and getting to see it play out on such a huge screen and and with this much finesse it really does look great like this is some stuff that is truly remarkable visually to see like someone going forward while everything else is going backwards and to think about the ramifications of um 
certain changes in physics because of the time displacement, like how fire, uh, the way they explain it, it's something about the molecules being in reverse will make it cold instead of hot. I didn't even really know, but it, it's a cool idea, and a lot of it looks really, really great. So that's a definite positive. The score is also really great. Uh, the the tie-in song from Travis Scott, of course, is amazing, and he uses parts of the score really well to create a unique beat that's unlike any other. And just in general, I uh, know it's Ludwin. Oh my God, I didn't even know. Uh, Lud, ah, the Black Panther guy. I didn't even want to give it a try. It's something crazy that I don't even feel like it's worth the time to butcher his name. But uh, he's here for this movie in place of Hans Zimmer, so it definitely has a different sound. Uh, you could probably confuse it in certain moments where it gets especially like heavy and and a lot of like horns and, and a loud single note. But it, it has certain flares to it that make it really energetic and unique. You definitely wouldn't mistake this for another score. So that helps gives it helps give it a unique sound as well as its unique visuals, which is really great because that's something that Nolan always does well, and so it's it's good to see that that's no different here. The performances in action are also very good. I noticed in particular that his uh, some of the fight scenes are very well choreographed and they are easy to follow, which wasn't the case for a while in Nolan's career. I think it's interesting to see how much better he's gotten at choreographing and shooting action scenes as he's gone on, and this is probably some of the best stuff from him, especially once you get into moving through time as part of the action. It all looks really cool. And the stunts, of course, are all really great. The practical uh, plane crash was so, like, the the quality of it, like, the way you could just see every detail of this plane, and you, there's no part of you, at least for me, that, that was like, oh, that's fake, because I know it's real, and just it looks so tangible. It doesn't look like it's CG at all, even if it's been enhanced with CG or whatever, which I doubt it was. Just knowing it's real and then seeing it and being like, yeah, even if you didn't tell me, I would think that's real. It looks that good. Uh, that was really impressive. So there are a lot of things that are really impressive, but uh, oh, use of colors, that's also something really cool. It looks very good in a lot of sequences, and the general scale of it is really impressive. There are certain locations that are really remarkable and uh, very unique to this movie, but I think that besides all the stuff that I just listed off, even though the actors are giving great performances, which is you know, not, uh, not unexpected, I think that it is too complicated for its own good, if I'm being honest with you. I think that it just gets to a certain point where it feels inevitable, in a way, that a director who's so concerned with time and so interested in playing around with it and telling non-linear stories and using time to tell a story in a more unique and engaging way, it seems almost inevitable that his, uh, that eventually his one of his movies would be just a cinematic epic about time travel, but I think that it just doesn't have the same rules and the same, um, like, uh, you, you don't understand as much of the mechanics of it as you do in other movies that I think it, it that's part of why it gets hard to follow, because it's like, it's not clear or concise. There's like certain things that they'll say, like, oh, you gotta do this, 
because if you don't, then, you know, this will happen. Um, but then they just, they're like, oh, we don't have time. And so they don't do that. And so you're like, wait, so you didn't need to do that? And then there's certain times where they need to wear oxygen, ta oxygen tanks and certain times where they don't. And it's not always clear what the difference is. And there's certain times where, you know, there's certain, I keep saying certain, but like there's aspects of physics and the way that bending time affects reality depending on which way through time you're going that it doesn't it's not always consistent and so that was confusing to me I think it's also just hard for me to wrap my head around you know they're saying the idea of like this is traveling backwards through time this one's traveling forwards through time we perceive it not moving because it's going forward and so are we but this one's going backwards you have to uh, mimic as though you dropped it but oh, I don't even know I it's so hard for me to explain because I can't even formulate my thoughts about it because I just don't understand like it's so it's such an out there concept and I might sound like an idiot saying this but I mean I, I don't care what if you've seen the movie I feel like you might you, you could see a little bit of what I'm saying here it's just so it's so weird that it's just kind of confusing at a certain point like the just the idea of him like pretending to drop it and then like but it, but he catches it but god just doesn't it's so weird to me just that even that isolated moment it's kind of indicative of a lot of the rest of the movie but uh but it is really cool to see i will say that it is really impressive to see it just from from a purely visual standpoint and the opening is really great it is uh, it moves, and it sets up stuff that you won't see paid off until the very, very end, which is really cool to see. And I, you know, I knew for for sure once you see a certain aspect of a costume, uh, it's a red string on a backpack. I was like, ah, that's gonna come back into play later. Um, there, I don't even. Is he dead the whole time? He's not, right? He's not. But is he though? I don't. Uh, oh, I don't know, guys. I really don't know what to make of this one. They talk about Welcome to the Afterlife. I don't even... It, that wasn't mentioned in the breakdowns of, like, the, in, you know, Tenant Explained videos that I was watching earlier. So I'm very confused. Um, let's get to something that, you know, very simple that I can explain to you. I don't think that the characters in this are great. I will say they leave something to be desired. I think that, like I said before, the actors are giving great performances, and they're all very charming, they all have good chemistry, but it's so weird how, um, like, just how there's no connection to them. In, an, you know, a two-and-a-half-hour movie, I really can't tell you the defining characteristics of any of these characters, except for, um, Except for the girl, her her name is um, another name that I'm a little nervous to pronounce, but uh, Elizabeth Debicki, Debicki, uh, some I think Debicki. That sounds kind of right, but I'm sure it's probably wrong. Um, her character is definitely the best. She's the heart and soul of the movie for sure. She uh, she has the most going on behind the scenes and emotionally, like she's the most well-developed character. The protagonist, which is John David Washington's character, who doesn't actually ever get a name beyond that, is honestly not very interesting. There's just nothing really going on for him besides his connection to 
Elizabeth, the Vicky's character, and then Robert Pattinson is very similar in that, you know, you understand he's kind of the the exposition guy. He explains pretty much everything to the characters and to the audience, but he doesn't really have any characteristics. Like, there's nothing that I could point to and say, like, oh, you know, that's such a that's such a Neil move, which is his name. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it left something to be desired on that front. I do wish that there was more to the characters. I think that an emotional connection to all of them would have helped me understand what they're going through and like connect to the movie more. Because I think Nolan at his best does a really great job at delivering an emotional punch, and this movie really was lacking that for me. There's no emotional backbone to it, and so the ending, like, there's nothing that makes me feel like there's, there's a catharsis. There's nothing that, at the end, I feel like, oh yeah, there's this great emotional moment, and then the movie goes out on a high note. It more went out on a what the fuck did I just watch note, which is a much less satisfying note. So overall, I would say I'm generally pretty confused uh, about this movie. I think it is technically beautiful, and I think that it is a really great achievement in visual effects. And I do think that the ideas, while confusing, are so interesting and thought-provoking that it was worth seeing, of course. And I'm sure upon repeat viewings, I will probably try to understand it more and, and notice things that I didn't upon the first viewing. It's just so overwhelming, and I need more time, I think, to formulate real thought about it, if I'm being completely honest. But I definitely didn't hate it, and I would, I would watch it again. I was a little disappointed, I won't lie, you know, I'll be honest, I was, it's a little disappointing. There's been a lot of build-up to it, to what I feel like is ultimately not entirely worth the wait. I don't know, these are just my honest opinions. But, um, like I said, I'm not above watching it again. I think that would be actually very interesting. So, yeah, mixed feelings, I think that's what I'm walking out of this with. And I would say that for me <sighs> this is a difficult choice but i'm going to say that it's probably just below <sighs> i think i'm going to say it is ah oh, this is really difficult it's sort of it's a difficult decision for me because i feel like it is more creative with its premise and it explores a lot more of its ideas better than The Dark Knight Rises does, but I think The Dark Knight Rises has better characters. Oh man, this is a really tough choice, but I think I'm gonna say that it is just below The Dark Knight Rises, so it would be number eight in my ranking, and then Insomnia would be after it, and then Following, and then Dunkirk, I think. Oh man, what a hard ranking. I think the really difficult thing about this is for me is that I don't dislike any of the movies. There's no, like, there's none that I'm, I have, like, a grudge against that I'd never watch again. It's, like, it's just, like, really minuscule things where I'm, like, ah, this over that. Like, personal preference. It's so hard. None of the movies are bad. It's just, like, trying to order them in, in kind of arbitrary ways. So... Ah, I'm not really totally sure on this, but I would say I think just below The Dark Knight Rises. And then Insomnia following in Dunkirk would go after it. So yeah, Inception still reigns king. 
and then Dark Knight, Batman Begins, The Prestige, Interstellar, Memento, The Dark Knight Rises, Tenet, Insomnia, following Dunkirk. There we go. My final ranking. So, have you seen Ins- have you seen Tenet? And do you have any theories? Do you have... Uh, can you explain it to me? I would love all of that. You can, uh, you can hit me up uh, on Instagram at Movies and More Pod. Or, nope, just kidding. I don't use that account anymore. Uh, it's kind of late. I don't know why I'm saying that. Uh, maybe I'm going back in time to when I did use it. Uh, but you can DM me at gvangerly1. I would love to hear what you guys think about this movie because it's really wild. Uh, but before I do get out of here, I do want to very quickly say that I am grateful that movie theaters are open again. It's pretty cool. I don't prefer the theater experience, if I'm being honest. I do hope that stuff moves to more of an on-demand option, but at the same time, if it keeps being like 30 bucks, 25 bucks, I don't, uh, I don't know. Somehow the theater is still cheaper, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But it was a really interesting, albeit kind of weird experience. And I'm just grateful that I could have it, something out of the ordinary, and seeing a movie from a director I really respect, and even though it wasn't everything I'd hoped it would be, it was still pretty entertaining, so I'm grateful for it, the whole experience. If you like this episode and you want to show it some love and tell other people how much you love it, please rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, you can do it right in app and it helps out a lot. If you think you know somebody in your life who might want to... Uh, to listen to the show might enjoy it please send them my way i would love to have them that's another way that uh the show really grows is just word of mouth so thank you and if you want a full list of platforms that you can listen to this episode uh as well as whatever the most recent one is and links to contact me you can find that all at moviesandmorepod.com that's a great landing page for everything i do here and yeah thanks if you know that and thank you in advance if you're going to but As always, first and foremost, thank you for listening. I will see you next time, but until then, Tenet, it will open some of the right doors and some of the wrong ones too. But if that door has Movies and More Pod behind it, you know it's the right one. Peace.